we are legends. We have with us guest DP0427, and we'll get into a little bit more of a, I would say, a larger collaboration between our two podcasts. And mm-hmm. for our one-year anniversary episode, I never really talk pop culture, and I get all of my information from the Oddsmen, so DP is usually the one who gives me my information from all the shows that we watch. So we wanted to have him on to talk about Krypton. Because I absolutely love that show, and I'm not a big fan of a lot of the other CW shows. I've fallen off on most of them, but Krypton, I was super impressed with. So we wanted to chat about that a little bit. Awesome. So just just to note, Krypton is actually not a CW show. It's a sci-fi show, the SYFY channel. Yeah. So, but it, <laughs> yeah, and you can clearly see the difference between the networks. <laughs> yeah. Watch the show. So. The but special yeah, the show awesome. The just the overall storyline I felt like was just significantly better. Well, I, I like. Don't get me wrong. I like a lot of the CW shows, but for example, Flash first season really enjoyed it. Was really into it, mm-hmm. and then Barry mm-hmm. just cries so much in every episode yeah. that I just I, yeah. I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> That's a lot of the same reactions that people have for that series. Like, I think the actor he's a decent actor for Barry Allen, but. It's just that the way they took Barry Allen, it's, I don't know if it's him or if it's the writers, but yeah, they, it kind of went off in a weird direction. But I think he's a he's a good actor. It, it might not be his fault, right? So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he could be a good teen uh, drama actor. <laughs> yeah. He pigeoned himself whole. It's funny because when they first yeah. announced the movie and then people were upset that he wasn't going to be the Flash in the movie, now I'm so happy he wasn't the Flash in the movie in Justice League. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that um, in terms of him as the Flash, uh, he's he's a decent Barry Allen, but our take on Barry Allen, especially with people who grew up with the comics, is that Barry Allen's this, like blonde guy who sort of uh, he's a very in-your-face, comical type of character. And this guy, he's funny, but not in the same sort of comic uh, ha-ha type of Barry Allen way. So it's not exactly the same person. Yeah. So it's a different spin on him. I do like all the other characters on the show, though, how they like made um, Caitlin as Killer Frost and Cisco as Vibe, and they're, they're decent um, uh, representations of those characters. So yeah, it's not yeah, a bad have, show. It's just I have yeah. l- limited time uh, between mm-hmm. the podcast, yeah. the game. I've gotten into Call of yeah. Duty, Black Ops Four lately, and then <laughs> all the real life. That sucks up a lot of your time. So, yeah. So yeah. between all of that, something has to give, and usually it's TV. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about too much about CW because that uh, that's a whole other can of worms. We're here yeah. to talk about Krypton, right? <laughs> which, which if you haven't seen Krypton, for those of you out there, yeah. it was so good. Like I couldn't yeah. believe how much I enjoyed it. All right, well, let's talk about season one then. So, I mean, from season one, what did you like? Well, I liked the representation of Brainiac. He made yeah. that series for me. I mean, I really liked the other characters, and mm-hmm. I liked how the spin on Zod that they did and everything that they, mm-hmm. they did along with those lines. But mm-hmm. just the special effects and the character and the way they portrayed Brainiac, they did. I felt like they just they did him perfect in representation yeah, Bra- of the comic. Brainiac looks very interesting in terms of uh, his costume. He's very true to what we know as like this sort of injustice Brainiac, and 
a lot of the more recent comics, the way he's drawn, he looks very, very close to that Brainiac. So I like that. Well, even the, the movie that... on Injustice, or I think it was Injustice mm-hmm. Two, the you know the Xbox game. I was mm-hmm. so hyped for it because of the way they did the intro with Brainiac. It just looked so yeah. cool. And then I remembered I don't like fighting games that much, but it was <laughs> it really got me hyped for the game. And it was mainly because yeah. Brainiac is just such a cool character. Yeah, the thing. Well, not not too much of a spoiler for people who uh, who haven't already played Injustice Two. It actually has a lot of um, different cinematics, and it actually has sort of those Telltale style of stories where if you choose one path, the story ends one way, and if you choose a different path, it ends a different way. So uh, with and it, it revolves around Brainiac and Superman, obviously. So it's actually quite interesting. So, but um, the way Brainiac is the center for that game it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and in the way Brainiac is on the center for season one also is quite interesting. But if you think of season one, now, do you think Brainiac is like obviously the biggest thing there? Or is there anything else that you that we need to focus on in season one? Well, for those of you that haven't seen it, that's spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert but the Doomsday coming yeah. into the show. Yeah, I mean, they, they did right. him justice, too. He looked super cool. We didn't get to see too much of him because he's behind, like, a glass thing, right? So, <laughs> And then he just escapes after, right? We don't get to see him, like, up close and personal that much, right? So, Well, I, but he I does, heard on your last episode of Oddsman that Lobo was potentially in the next yeah. season, which I'm super excited it, for. It's been confirmed. Uh, and there's a picture of the actor in costume and um, uh, in makeup. Now... <laughs> I was just talking about Ogre uh, about with that or about that. So he he was saying that for him, you know, the main man has to be big, right? The main man has to be sort of like big and bulky, kind of like a wrestler style. Yes, exactly. And I agree. I agree with him, especially with what we see in the animated series and the comics. Now, what I saw from the picture, it's not that at all. <laughs> it looks like some <laughs> some guy who is maybe I would say I don't know, like one fifty, one sixty, and he. He, he, hit, he hit the gym for a couple of months and he looks okay, but he's not like, you know, a guy who's been a wrestler all his life, right? <laughs> he doesn't look like that. Uh, so, for in terms of the makeup, though, he does kind of look like Brainiac, kind of looks like that, um, he has a sort of that gray skin look, he has that sort of like hair, his, his hair is like in dreads or something. You mean he Lobo? Does look, you said Brainiac. Yeah, Lobo, yeah. Sorry, I was saying Brainiac, yeah, Lobo, I meant Lobo, yeah. I just actually Lobo googled those... it while you were talking. He, uh, yeah. I mean, he looks okay. Like it depends if he. Yeah. I mean, I I've know. been with, impressed <laughs> with everything they've done on the show so far, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt initially. Yeah, the, the interesting thing I like about the um, the series too, aside from Adam Strange, everyone in the series seems to be British, right? And it kind of uh, calls back to that whole um, Marlon Brando period of. Superman when Marlon Brando was uh, Kal- er, not Kal- uh, Jor-El mm-hmm. and uh, that representation was the first representation of Jor-El on screen right and it gives you an idea that Kryptonians are actually British <laughs> it gives you sort of this they're, they're better than us type of feel uh, not to say that you know rich people are better than us or arrogant or whatever right but it gives you that sort of classy feel to Kryptonians right and they, they take that throughout the series too because everyone has sort of that accent right now, uh, the interesting thing uh, I'm thinking now is that uh, is Lobo, because Lobo is an assassin, right? Well, he's not an assassin. He's a mercenary for hire, and he's from another planet. He's coming to Krypton. Is he going to be like the other Kryptonians, or is he going to have his own 
you know, way of talking because part of what makes Lobo Lobo is the way he talks, right? So I'm wondering uh, how they're going to do that. I hope they're not going to, you know, sort of lump him in with the rest of them, with the rest of class, you know, so. I don't think so. I have a feeling he'll be, I, I don't know. They've kept characters pretty true to form considering how yeah. how they did it as kind of a prequel and have that kind of limitations that they self-inflicted upon themselves. But so far, they've done a really good job with it. So, oh, yeah. like how they brought in yeah. the other villains. and Now, how, what's your take on the Zods, the Zod family? I'm, I, I, it's interesting how they did it, but I'm, I'm unclear exactly how they're going to keep move forward with it at this point after the finale of season one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, should we talk about the salad? This is the finale of season one. Um. Yeah, I guess if if you're if you plan if you haven't seen it yet and you're about to watch it, I would say tune out for the next couple right minutes. now. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, I guess uh, with that, then like the fact that. The cape that Adam Strange brings um, that shows it's Superman's cape and saying how we have to save Superman has the emblem of the House of L on it. It uh, changes to the emblem of the House of Zod <laughs> at the end. And you see Zod, uh, uh, General Zod, who comes from the future, to basically be there and rule over Krypton. Now, there's a lot of things that I don't get in this storyline that... I mean, I, I see where they're going, where the writing is going, but there's so many things, like, canonically, and so many things, uh, if you think of, like, time travel, it just doesn't make sense, right? How can Zod rule over Krypton now and then in the future, too, right? Yeah. That's going to be so I, I, weird. That's one thing that always bothers me with the time travel, and I knew right. they were going to have to almost do it because of the way the storyline's structured. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Like you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna stick, right? You know, it's gonna be something that they're gonna thwart and they're gonna have to re, sort of reverse, or else Superman won't exist, right? Yeah. So, so that's that's one thing. The other thing is that Zod in history uh, fights against um, Jor-el, and then he gets banished to the Phantom Zone, right? So because of that, uh, that's the reason why he comes and fights Superman later in the future. So, the question is that um, that whole storyline can't happen if Jor-el never exists, right? So, and then that whole part of him becoming like you know General Zod becoming that that uh, sort of nemesis to Superman won't ever happen either. So that's part of him developing as a person too. It's so the fact that he has that anger towards Superman, right? And the reason why he has to go back and make sure things don't happen so that Superman doesn't exist doesn't makes him not into that person. Like he, so basically, if you're thinking of like Flash and Flashpoint and that kind of thing, right? That whole arc won't ever happen if he becomes the ruler of super er, of Krypton. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. But it, it seems like writers take whatever liberties they want with time travel. Yeah. So. No. On the on the talk of um, Krypton as a series, if you were to compare it to another series, like anything in pop culture that you watch that you like, how close is it to something else that you like? Mm, I don't know. It's kind of its own thing. The only other show that I would say is reminds me of a little bit in kind of a roundabout sort of way is um i just blanked out the name of it it's the one that's set in the future and there's mars earth and the asteroid lost in space no lost in space no the no. other one mars the asteroid belt the belters i haven't watched that i don't know what that is that's <laughs> oh, a really good show i really like that one i can't think of the name okay of it, though. <clears throat> but i'm not a super huge tv buff i mean i do mm-hmm. watch a lot of the shows but um kind of 
Like the the only other shows I really go out of my way for is I love, and I know this is a competitor, but I love Daredevil on Netflix. Such a good Fair show. Enough. It's all right. I mean, the Marvel shows are good. The Netflix shows are good, and yeah. you know you can't fault them for that. No. I mean, to be fair, DC's uh, plunge into TV, starting with CW, didn't really set them in a in a good spot. But <laughs> uh, I think that you know they're, they're on a they're on their way towards getting into that you know TV genre. But the problem is that you know uh, Marvel's already too ingrained. They're they're too like they're like a household name at this point for TV and the quality. Yeah, and even in movies. So Krypton sort of—I mean, that's not Krypton. DC in general is sort of competing. They're on the back, the back foot. But well, you know, they have time to catch up. Hopefully. Well, Krypton definitely, uh, I think, you know, it was is is on that level. I mean, my favorite—I <laughs> would say my favorite TV sh- like series that I've watched in eons was Daredevil season two with the introduction of Punisher. Like that was, that was such a good. Like I've, I think I've rewatched that like four times, and I never rewatched it. <laughs> I just love that. I haven't watched The Punisher. Maybe I should go watch it. It's oh, been a while. It's so good. It's a, <laughs> it is I think, so good. Like the only Marvel series I actually watched uh, from like from the beginning to the end was just the first season of Daredevil, and then I first I watched a couple of episodes of Luke Cage, but not the rest of that. But yeah, maybe I'll go watch. Jessica Jones is good. Luke Cage is good. But Daredevil season two was the pinnacle of all their shows. Like that one was that was my favorite of them all. And then Punisher, the spinoff. With Punisher and Punisher and Daredevil were not characters I really liked that much in Marvel. Like they were okay, but I didn't. I never got into them. But the show was so good that they became some of my favorites of all time. Yeah, I'm not surprised though because anything Netflix touches becomes gold. Honestly, because yeah. I, I don't. I can't think of anything that Netflix does badly. So I like that series better than I like. I mean, it's better than movie quality in my opinion. <laughs> the way they did it. Anyways, we're getting really carried away with Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it, so, but I mean, this, this DC, yeah. that's the level DC needs to get to, and that's the pinnacle of right. television. Well, well, what I was getting at in terms of TV quality for this series, um, I was saying this before the show even aired, before season one even started, was that Krypton uh, from the trailers reminded me a lot of uh, Game of Thrones in space. Yeah, and it really does. It really does. That's season one out. really proved to be that case, because you have that sort of like, empire type of kingdom type of rule thing you have this guy who's trying to become the king you have this other um villainous person in the background who's trying to take over that and to me brainiac and the whole um taking over the the the, rep, the representative of rao and the light right is sort of representative of the what's the name of that thing game, game of thrones the seven right the church yeah so it gives me that feel to it from the beginning. But now, you know, that guy's no longer there. Now it's just Brainiac. But it's like he's the god, right? He's the god that's there on Earth or there on the planet. I to... love that scene where he yeah. comes up into the flame. That was just phenomenal the way they did that. It was well done. Very well done. Very well done. Now, uh, the only element that I thought was missing, if you were to compare it to Game of Thrones, was Daenerys and the, the dragons, right? Now... Here's a bit, another bit of a spoiler for season two because I've been reading up more on my, uh, I guess, nerdy history or not nerdy history, but sort of nerdy news. On Screen Rant, I was just reading this about season two. They have cast, they have confirmed casting for two characters as well as Lobo for Nightwing and Flamebird. And we're not talking about Nightwing as um, Dick Grayson's Nightwing. Nightwing and Flamebird are Kryptonian gods. So they are... Uh, in a way, they're like they're kind of like um, Hawkman and uh, Hawkgirl, like Shiara and I can't remember his name, the Hawkman's yeah, Egyptian name. 
So basically, the story of those two Egyptians who keep di- who they're like lovers. They they keep dying and they have to find each other every lifetime. Like every time they resurrect each other, Flamebird and Nightwing are the same way, but on Krypton uh, and they're Kryptonians, but they're gods. They have the power of like basically majestic firebirds, right? Huh. And one is one is the opposite of the other. Like basically, they're sort of yin and yang type of representations of balance in Kryptonian culture, right? And as as the name implies, flame bird is a big bird of flame, like a phoenix, right? And and they one builds things up, and the other one takes things down, and that's sort of like the relationship with each other. But um, now, and the the reason why that's important is because the the history of these two gods is important to Kryptonian history because Kalel learns about that in the future when he's born and when he's a child growing up, and tells that story to a young Dick Grayson. So that's also important for for Dick Grayson to become Nightwing, or else he'll never become Nightwing, right? So that's uh, that's part of the reason why. So I'm wondering because Nightwing in the in the comics, if you look at how the Egyptian gods are drawn, he's drawn in sort of a black and blue suit. So I'm wondering if they're going to have a character in a black and blue suit. They've gone really this. deep into the comic book lore with that show. Oh yeah, which is another thing I really like about it as well. Super deep, and actually, it and anyone who's a big fan of the Superman um, canon will appreciate that. But they're very, very, very minuscule things that I actually had to re like re dig up. Like I remember reading about these things when I was really young, so you know uh, I forgot a lot of it. And I actually thought that Doomsday was something later in the future created by uh, scientists in the time of uh, Jor-el, but actually he was created two hundred fifty thousand years. Um, in the history of Krypton, so way, 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 way before. <laughs> Which yeah, made it fit so, for the show. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So the only thing that I don't understand is I don't know much about Lobo's history. So how is Lobo around the time of Seg L? So well, well, as far as I, I know, we'll he's immortal and he's been around forever and a day. So I think it yeah. fits in the canon as well. Yeah, um, Ogre's thinking that um, that uh, Lobo is probably going to be a gopher for uh, for. For Brainiac, and Brainiac's going to tell him to go do something, and he's going to go do that. <laughs> so I don't There's know. a good possibility that could be the case. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering about Brainiac in general, because Brainiac, in the way he's represented in the comics, he's basically just um, a collector, right? He shrinks things down to size and puts them in bottles. So, But the way he's represented on this series, it seems like he's going to blow things up. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Well, he was taking the city, and then just that destroys the rest of the city. So I don't think he's intentionally seeking out to destroy everything. He's just no. collecting it. <clears throat> and he's gonna, the he's collection gonna... is causing the destruction of the planet. Right, which is another thing, right? You know, putting Kandor in a bottle, which is part of, like, that's part of uh, the whole Brainiac lore. Yeah. It happens too early if, this, if they're going to do that, right? Because you're supposed to put Kandor in a bottle at... The period of I think Jorel, right? Like during Jorel's time. So. Well, I mean, if yeah. that's all the liberty they're <laughs> going to take, I mean, they've kept pretty. They've done a really good job of stake, sticking with the storyline as closely as they possibly could. So, yeah. I mean, if that's the liberty they're going to take, I, I think most fans could live with that. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, yeah, the, the writing's been good. I hope that they they get into it a little bit more deeper. But I hope they don't do something cringy like, you know, um, the whole thing with Valel, where he was dead but then not dead, that whole thing. Like, I'm not sure. I guess in the end he was dead. <laughs> but there was a whole idea of 
um, you know, they have the liberty to bring bring any character back at any time. That that sort of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Because if if things go badly, this oh well, he's back now. <laughs> don't worry about it. So yeah, I don't want to see that. Flash did way too much of that. Yeah, yeah. So I I hope they don't you know because the whole thing is revolved around time travel and Adam Strange is there. I hope they don't get carried away with that. So Adam Strange's character anyway. is the other other one I'm not thrilled with. I like he kind of fits the character in the comic, but he just annoys the actor for some reason. Annoys he's too whiny. Yeah. He's too whiny and, and, and like crybaby-ish because uh, Adam Strange in the comics and in the animated series, he's more of like um, this cool scientist who knows what he's doing. And he's he ends up on another planet and he's like, I'm here to show you how we do things on Earth. Right. So this guy is just sort of like he's a loser <laughs> and he's here to, to show why he's not a loser. <laughs> Did you like the show? Consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash we legends for more information. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're not going to say anything? We are.